a dream that you had so long ago. The glimpse of all of the hearts of people. Before we start our show, I don't think it's a coincidence that this episode on Martin Luther King Jr. is episode 65. Now, I just happened to find a website called angelnumber.org. Never heard of it. But I wanted to read the significance of 65. This is episode 65 on Marvelous Motivating Monday. And before we start the episode, I just wanted to read this after I played Happy Birthday that was on my title uh, playlist from Stevie Wonder, which which was encouraged to make Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday a national holiday. But let me talk about 65. The number six signifies home, family, stability, balance, protection, gratitude, nurturing care, responsibility, material aspects of life, and honesty. The number six, um, excuse me, that was the number six. The number five signifies major life changes, progress, learning through experience, free will, freedom, making important life choices, adaptability, and curiosity. So I don't think this being episode 65 was a coincidence because then it says the number 65 signifies family, spirituality, charisma, teamwork, harmony, coexistence, adventure, teaching, relationship, energy, comma, etc. Now, I don't know what the etc. means. But I want you all to pay attention to all those words. And I don't think it's a coincidence. I'm not a big coincidence per believer. That's just me. But I don't think it's coincidental that this is episode 65. And we're celebrating Martin Luther King Jr.'s holiday. So let's get the show started. I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that though. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Pate. Well, today is Marvelous Motivating Monday, and it is also the celebration of the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. You know, one thing about this day in the city of Atlanta is that it is so prideful. I don't even know how to explain it, but when I moved to Atlanta... I always enjoyed the MLK weekend because 
I got to not only take myself, my family, and other people, you know, to hang out and go down to the King Center and um, Ebenezer Baptist Church and just appreciate everything that the people before us have done. So I decided today, I just want to play some motivational speeches because it's Marvelous Motivating Monday. And of course, I'm going to play parts of Martin Luther King Jr. But I wanted to do something a little different. I wanted to play an inspirational speech by Chadman Bozeman when he was at Howard University's 2018 commencement. I want, you know, anyone that knows, well, let me just say this. When I was in high school, me and my friends was trying to figure out what colleges we wanted to go to. And um, it was who, whatever we all got accepted in. And Howard University, it was Fisk and Howard University and Radcliffe, which a lot of people aren't even familiar with, but Radcliffe is in Mass in Massachusetts. It's kind of like the female Harvard School, to make a long story short, but you can go look it up. But Howard University is so dear to me. I say that all the time. And he went there, and I want to play his speech first, just for, you know, motivational reasons and there's a lot going on right now. We're getting ready to start a new administration in the White House. And I just want this two years ago speech to start it off. And of course, we're going to salute our uh, civil rights icon, Martin Luther King Jr. I just wanted to start it off just a little different. So here's Chadwick Bozeman at Howard University's 2018 commencement speech, starting off our motivating, excuse me, marvelous motivating Monday and on the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, January 18th, 2021. Chairman Stacey Mobley, please present the speaker, Mr. Chadwick Bozeman. Let's do this. <laughs> Mr. President, I have the honor to present Mr. Chadwick Aaron Bozeman to receive at your hand the honorary degree of Doctor of Humane Letters. Chadwick Aaron Bozeman, quintessential artist, actor, director, writer, your unique ability to completely embody the characters you chose to portray on screen and stage has created a phenomenal global sensation in the world of film and entertainment unlike any in recent history. Beginning with your work in the film 42 in 2013 as the legendary Jackie Robinson, who broke the color line in Major League Baseball by signing with the Brooklyn Dodgers at a time in America when blatant racism was rampant. And I told Ch Chadwick last night that Jackie Robinson and Martin Luther King Jr. received honorary degrees on the same day right here at Howard University as well. To your exquisite truth alive depiction of the Godfather of Soul, Mr. James Brown in the film Get On Up, and in 2017, your brilliant role in Marshall, which you co-produced about the iconic civil rights lawyer and first African-American Supreme Court Justice, fellow Capstone alumnus Thurgood Marshall, you have blazed a powerful new path in the world for the presentation of our rich lives of triumph over adversity that have been so sorely ignored for centuries. 
In this blockbuster year of 2018, audiences and critics around the globe have heralded your magnificence as T'Challa, Black Panther. In the feature film of the same name, and the entire movie has set a fire in the hearts and minds of people of all colors, creeds, and races, the likes of which has never, before, has never been seen before. You said that you had written in a journal years ago your desire to be the Black Panther. The world is in worship of Wakanda, the fictitious, technologically advanced, and mineral-rich African nation ruled by the Black Panther, who is based on a Marvel Comics character which debuted just over half a century ago. Also in 2018, you reprised your role of T'Challa Black Panther in Avengers Infinity War, which is the fastest film ever to pass $1 billion globally. You came to alma mater as an undergraduate of T.L. Hannah High School in your hometown of Anderson, South Carolina, where you were reared in a loving, supportive home by your mother Carolyn and father Leroy Bozeman. Having written and performed plays in your junior year, your focus was initially on directing, and you earned a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in directing in 2000. You were fortunate to have taken classes from the acclaimed Felicia Richard, who raised the funds for you and fellow classmates to attend the British American Drama Academy in London. While your plan was to hone your talents as a writer-director, it was your exposure to Rashad's teaching that opened you to the fruits of acting as well. Settling in New York, you began your career teaching drama at the Schomburg Center for Research in Black Culture in the Junior Scholars Program in Harlem in 2002. You landed your first television role on Third Watch in 2003, and had a series of other roles on CSI, CSI, New York, Law and Order, and ER, to name a few. While continuing to write plays, you felt it was possible to do it all despite your agent pressing you to choose one artistic area of focus. Ultimately, you did see the value in this advice, even though you had success with Deep Azor, based on the tragic true story of Howard alarmed Prince Jones, who was murdered by a Prince George's County police officer. Your decision to move to Los Angeles in 2008 opened the way for more achievements, as with your role in the television series, Lincoln Heights, then your first feature film, The Express, and a regular role on Persons Unknown in 2010. Other films included The Kill Hole, released just before 42, in which you starred opposite Harrison Ford, Draft Day with Kevin Costner in 2014, and Gods of Egypt, in which you played Thought. Chadwick A. Boseman, beloved son of alma mater, your dedication to excellence, your pioneering indomitable spirit and motivated commitment to your craft stands as the hallmarks of your incredible life and career. You are a shining exemplar of our cherished core values of leadership, excellence, truth, and service. It is with heartfelt respect and loving gratitude that we salute and honor you as orator on the historic occasion of our 150th commencement, conferring upon you the degree Doctor of Humane Letters, Honoris Causa. Congratulations. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the distinct honor to present to you our 2018 Commencement Convocation keynote speaker, Dr. Chadwick Boseman. As you just heard, he is a true son of Howard. And Dr. Boseman refined his extraordinary talents right here as an undergraduate student 
under the mentorship of many remarkable people who have passed through these, these halls. Dr. Bozeman possesses all of the qualities that we embody. And even when the lights are turned off and there are no cameras, those qualities continue to shine brightly. And so it is for this reason, I'm pleased to introduce the commencement orator, Dr. Chadwick Bozeman. First, giving honor to the Creator and my ancestors on whose shoulders I stand. Happy Mother's Day to my mom. She is not here in attendance, but, but by tomorrow she will have seen this. Let me also acknowledge my professors who have passed on to the other side. Because of work obligations over the past few years, I miss memorials that were held here for them. Professor Al Freeman Jr., Professor Mike Malone, Professor Reggie Ray, Dr. Henrietta Edmonds, Professor Joe Selman, Dr. Johnson, and Dr. Singleton. Professors and instructors that may be present, George Epstein, Tony Starnes, Denise Saunders, Professor Roberts Williams and Professor Vera Katz. Your lessons continue to guide and, and enlighten me to this day. To President Wayne Frederick and the Board of Trustees, thank you for bringing me back here and giving me this distinguished award. It's overwhelming to be recognized amongst this year's other honorees. I can think of no better place to be right now after the Black Panther and Avengers campaigns, that to return and participate in these gradu graduation ceremonies with you. It is a great privilege, graduates, to address you on your day, a day marking one of the most important accomplishments of your life to date. This is a magical place, a place where the dynamics of positive and negative seem to exist in extremes. I remember walking across this yard on what seemed to be a random day, my head down, lost in my own world of issues, like many of you do daily. I'm almost at the center of the yard. I raised my head and Muhammad Ali was walking towards me. Time seemed to slow down as his eyes locked on mine and opened wide. He's raised his fist into a quintessential guard. I was game to play along with him to act as if I was a worthy opponent. What an honor to be challenged by the GOAT, the greatest of all time for a brief moment. His face was as serious as if I were Frazier in the Thriller in Manila. His movements, his movements or flashes of a, of a past greater than I can imagine. His security let the joke play along for a second before they ushered him away and I walked away floating like a butterfly. <laughs> I walked away amused at him, amused at myself, amused at life for this moment that almost no one would ever believe. I walked away light, ready to take on the world. That is the magic of this place. Almost anything can happen here. Ain't you? you know. Howard University. I was riding here and I 
I heard on the radio somebody call it Wakanda University. <laughs> but it has many names, the Mecca, the Hilltop. It only takes one hour, one tour of the physical campus to understand why we call it the Hilltop. Every day is leg day here. That's why some of you have cars. During my junior and senior years, I lived in a house off campus at Bryant Street. For those of you, that's right, Bryant Street. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what that means, that's at the bottom of the hill where the incline gets real. Almost every day I would walk the full length of the hill to fine arts where most of my classes were carrying all of my books because once you walk that far on foot, you're not walking back home until it's time to go home for good. But beyond the physical campus, the hilltop represents the culmination of the intellectual and spiritual journey you have undergone while you were here. You have been climbing this academic slope for at least three or four years for some of you, maybe even a little bit more. Throughout ancient times, institutions of learning have been built on top of hills to convey that great struggle is required to achieve degrees of enlightenment. Each of you had your own unique difficulties with the hill. For some of you, the challenge was actually academics. When you hear the words magna cum laude, Cum laude, you know that's that's not you. That's not you. You you, you worked hard. You you did your best, but you didn't make A's or B's. Sometimes C's. You never made the D's list, but that's okay. You're here on top of the hill. I wanted to play a portion of this speech. It's actually over 35 minutes, and I didn't want to take the entire MLK holiday celebrating Chapman, <clears throat> excuse me, Chadwick Bozeman's speech. But I wanted to play it for a lot of reasons because Martin Luther King Jr. was a civil rights leader for all people. But with America being right now so divided and so much hatred, I wanted the special give special attention to the African-American community. And I wanted to play uh, Chadwick's speech because it's a down-to-earth speech, and I had forgotten and that the introduction of him would be like eight minutes. So um, I apologize, but I don't because I got to learn a lot more about him that I didn't know, and I had done an episode on him. But you guys got to know a little bit about his background and because this is a marvelous motivating Monday celebrating civil rights and Martin Luther King and we're trying to right now in 2021 still fight for justice and equality which is really horrible we're in this situation in 2021 I wanted to use a young voice who was motivating I mean as the man said remember he's played all the iconic roles. He played Jackie Robinson. You got to look at the first in the roles he's playing. James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, and then his own role in Wakanda. Wakanda gave black people so much pride and it always will. And when he was giving the speech, he was sick. We didn't even know it. He had been 
having cancer for at least a couple years by then and we didn't know it so you know i want to let his speech be motivation for strength because we're going through a lot right now and i know that it is not easy to go through things right now during covid and financial issues and it's just a lot going on and i always tell my friends that we have to come together and pray together or if you don't pray whatever you do spirituality or whatever you do to make yourself feel whole we have to do that collectively because I think right now, I, I always tell people, I get so stressed over nothing right now, just being black, you know, and, and it's this, you know, we have shown so much in 2020 of our strength. You know, we have strength in numbers. And, you know, this is a young man who whose future was like beyond unbelievable. And I just wanted to give his motivational speech that he gave a couple years ago and i know that today is about martin luther king jr and so we are definitely going to um celebrate him and i hope that people do some reflection during this holiday because it is really really um important that we come together i mean it is really important we come together so um happy martin luther king jr day and I ask that you guys just continue to help us bring America back together. And um, maybe, you know, maybe his dream can. Uh, it's so sad because right now it's like we're going through what he went through. And it's it's just crazy to me all these years later. But I just want you all to just, you know, remember what this is really about. And um, let's see if we can be part of change you know i was really trying to figure out which speech to play i was trying to figure out which speech of martin luther king jr's to play and since the word phenomenon means highly extraordinary i thought that would be the perfect speech where he says be phenomenal i want you to listen to martin luther king jr and his inspirational speech be phenomenal. This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go. And whenever a building is constructed, you usually have an architect who draws a blueprint. And that blueprint serves as the pattern, as the guide, as the model for those who are to build the building. And a building is not well erected without a good, sound, and solid blueprint. Now each of you is in the process of building the structure of your lives. And the question is whether you have a proper a solid 
and a sound blueprint. And I want to suggest some of the things that should be in your life's blueprint. Number one in your life's blueprint should be a deep belief in your own dignity, your own worth, and your own somebodyness. Don't allow anybody to make you feel that you are nobody. Always feel that you count. Always feel that you have worth. In your life's blueprint, you must have, as a basic principle, the determination to achieve excellence in your various fields of endeavor. You're going to be deciding as the days and the years unfold what you will do in life, what your life's work will be. Once you discover what it will be, set out to do it and to do it well. And I say to you, my young friends, that Doors are opening to each of you. Doors of opportunity are opening to each of you that were not open to your mothers and to your fathers. And the great challenge facing you is to be ready to enter these doors as they open. Ralph Waldo Emerson, the great essayist, said in a lecture back in 1871 that if a man can write a better book or preach a better sermon, or make a better mousetrap than his neighbor, even if he builds his house in the woods, the world will make a beaten path to his door. That hadn't always been true, but it will become increasingly true. And so I would urge you to study hard, to burn the midnight oil. I would say to you, don't drop out of school, and I understand all of the sociological reasons why we often drop out of school. But I urge you, in spite of your economic plight, in spite of the situation that you are forced to live so often with intolerable conditions, stay in school. And when you discover what you're going to be, in life, set out to do it as if God Almighty called you at this particular moment in history to do it. And just don't set out to do a good Negro job, but do a good job that anybody could do. Don't set out to be just a good Negro doctor, a good Negro lawyer, a good Negro school teacher, a good Negro preacher, a good Negro barber, a beautician, uh, a good Negro skilled laborer. For if you set out to do that, you have already flunked your matriculation exam for entrance into the University of Integration. Set out to do a good job and do that job so well that the living, the dead, or the unborn couldn't do it any better. 
unfolds, you'll love to be a street sweeper. Sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures. Sweep streets like Beethoven composed music. Sweep streets like Leontine Price sings before the Metro Metropolitan Opera. Sweep streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. Now, I didn't want to play the whole thing because I was actually getting a little emotional because even though this speech is 40-something years old, and I apologize for the distortion, but I didn't want to alter it. I wanted you guys to listen to it as is. But listen to what he's saying. You know, this speech says an inspirational speech, be phenomenal, motivation. And that's why I wanted to pick this specific one because we need motivation right now. And I want you guys to look at 2021 as a reboot. I know we're still in the situation where we got the COVID coronavirus killing people more and more. I know we're in a situation where we're not um, working. We're not getting stimulus checks. We're having issues about maybe losing our house or apartment. I know we're having a lot of things. And to my African-American friends and family and listeners, we got it even double hard. But as I said at the beginning of this episode, one thing we do know as a race is that we are strong, we are powerful, and we are resourceful. So I want you guys to hold on. I want to motivate you that 2021 is a whole new year. We have to believe in change because not only are we fighting these crises in our personal communities, we're also fighting the crisis of being black in America. So we can't forget about none of that. You know, politics is what we had to deal with. And we've done what we needed to do. Fair with no cheating and all that foolishness being accused. We did it. And we have to now hold people accountable. So I want you guys to just hold on. Have faith. And we have to use our voices to make change. And as we said, not just in politics, everywhere, we have to make change. We have to speak up. We have to fight respectfully. And we have to make sure that we are going nowhere. You know, we have to fight. We have to fight. And I don't mean physical fight. I don't mean none of that foolishness that happened at the Capitol. I mean fight internally, strength. Because it is hard being black in America. It's hard for me. And I know it's hard for a lot of people worse off than me. But it's hard for me because it's like we did nothing wrong. And here it is 2021. And we are like under attack. And so, you know, we've seen that, you know, coming together makes things easier, makes things stronger. And I ask America to come together you know, everybody don't have to be best friends and everybody don't have to get along, but come and be civil at least. Because, you know, I continue to say that a lot of the things we see on TV and a lot of the negative things we see on TV and what people do, those people have jobs. And why I say that is because they may be people you work with. 
So we have to start figuring out how to communicate in America, be civil. And we, like I said, we don't have to get along, but let's just be civil because there's a lot of people that I know I work with, you work with, we all work with that are hating on us if we're not uh, Caucasian or hating on us if we're not Trump supporters. And it's unfortunate a lot of friendships have been um, in disarray because of what's happening in America. So I'm hoping this Martin Luther King Jr. Day, you know, it's unfortunate. I just think of how many years ago he's made these speeches and we're back to where he was when he made the speeches. I just hope this motivates people to think and want to be part of the positive side of history, want to be part of a solution and just, um, just, just do whatever you need to do mentally to keep yourself at peace. And let's just hang in there. Cause we're, we're going to do this. So I'm going to end this episode. I just wanted to salute Martin Luther King Jr. Um, his birthday was officially the 15th. This is the holiday, the 18th. But the whole point was to just motivate you guys to hang in there. And a special shout out to my African-American listeners because, you know, a lot of my friends say they understand it or not African-American, but it's hard to understand if you're not. I don't care if you're married to one, got kids by one, best friend is African-American. If you're not it, it's really hard. So I want to give a special shout out to my African-American sisters and brothers and thank all of those who are not African-American for listening. And I hope you're on the positive side of making change in America and across the world. So I want to end my episode saying I appreciate you. Thank you for listening and follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A as in advocacy, capital L as in ladies. If you have any questions or comments, give us a call at 404-855-7723. And you can always send us an email at podcasthostshadepotay19 at gmail.com. I hope this uh, episode is not too loud. For the last couple of weeks, I've actually been recording in different rooms of the house just to get different scenery. So I didn't want to drag all my equipment to all the rooms. So I'm using my microphone on the computer. So I apologize if there's any extra unnecessary noise, but I thank you guys for listening. And I like to end all my episodes with the question, what do you have to say? Thank you for listening. <laughs>